I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. This week's episode, it's going to be so good because we've been talking about this and I think people have been doing it without realizing that they're doing it and that it we're going to talk about with another special lady who we were just trying to figure out how long we've known each other having met through that positive energy group that we started that journey 16 years ago or more and we're still all together we're still on that same path in the spiritual level of seeking, of always knowing that, I think because we know damn well, there's so much more out there and so much more for us. And that's why I think this week's going to be really good. So my guest is Rima Potter, and she is a talented, wickedly talented artist. I have many of her works in my house. And most recently, the Joy Found Here sign that is always by my front door when we record. She's a great mom. She's a great member of her community. And she's a teacher. But did I say that she is wickedly talented artist? Did I say that part? Because she is. And today we're going to be talking about pivoting. I can't wait. Welcome, Rima. Thank you so much, Stephanie. This is amazing. This is so much fun. Remember when we were challenging each other? (laughs) Yes. During our Zoom catch-ups. And I'm like, yep, I'm going to do a podcast. Eh, I really don't know what I'm going to talk about. I felt like uh, Jerry Seinfeld, the show about nothing, (laughs) but it's actually turning into something good. And look how quickly it all materialized. That's the crazy part. That is, it's it's funny because thank God there was a course called the Podcast Accelerator that says in eight weeks, you'll do this. And their level of accountability and deadlines that A, I did not like. <laughs> I thought it was very, very hard, but I did it. And I would not have done it without that push. So, right. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. think about all the years of work that you've put into oh, yeah. everything the, before you came here yeah. to this place. So that's, that's, that's amazing. That's a crazy, crazy craze. All right. So we always start out by telling us about you. Well, I thought a lot about this and I thought, how can I describe myself without 
using a label of what my job, because that's not really who I am. Mm -hmm. So when I really thought about it, I thought, well, I'm a nice person. Mm -hmm. I'm a good friend. Mm -hmm. Well, true. I'm very spiritual. I love art. And I like sharing that with other people. So I guess that would be that's really description. I like it all. Like, like. All right. And today, as we talk about pivoting, love the word. There's a good book that I'll have to remember who wrote it called, I think, Pivot, where she also breaks it down. So where do we begin? So when we had discussed being on the podcast, Mm -hmm. when I had thought about it, I had written something about pivoting. And in this recent pandemic, but basically in years past also, it's not just the pandemic. I needed to come up with creative ways to deal with change because a lot of change has happened in my life. So this came to me, I don't know how, but I love acronyms and I love when you can break down a word into different words. Mm -hmm. So I came up with pivot but I changed the letters of the word to become a meaning behind it. So P is for purpose. Mm. I is for intention. V is for vision. O is for options. And then T is for timing. So I've kind Mm. of broken it down into each of those different steps that all relate to how you handle change and how you can use that to guide your life in a more positive way instead of reacting to change with resistance and negativity. That's a pretty big order. So our natural reaction, most people, I'll speak for me, is don't like change. Don't like change at all. Like, why are you disrupting it? And now I'm going to be cranky and pissed off. Right. I think that's a normal reaction, and I've definitely done that in my lifetime, but I've realized that the more resistance I put Mm -hmm. into the change, the more difficult that change is. So instead of being resistant, you kind of have to embrace it and say, okay, I'm open to it. What's going to happen? And I can say that I've not always reacted that way because (laughs) I'm thinking, do you stop, take a breath, ask someone to repeat what they just said? The one that's, you know, perhaps the the bearer of the news that this is the change that's going to happen now in your life. And so I'm not going to go into specifics, but there was one instance where I was given a big change that I Uh was going to have to deal with. And I, I remember your reaction. I remember. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I remember that reaction. It was like, yet, yes, it was grief. And I was just angry. I was upset. I was not dealing with it. I did not want this to happen. And I was fighting it every step of the way. And so many people were like, Oh, it's okay. You'll be great. You'll be wonderful. This will be wonderful. And I was like, no, I don't want to hear that right now. (laughs) Please just let me be annoyed. Let me be aggravated. And let me just work through this before you say, I'm going to be great. Because I don't think I'm going to be great. I think this is just too big for me to handle. And I went through like Mm -hmm. a grief process Mm. where I was angry. And then I was upset. And then I was 
crying Mm -hmm. and very resistant and trying to figure out how I could not do this thing. And it took me probably months to get through it. But then when I was there in the situation, it was incredible. Probably one of the most amazing things I've done. (laughs) Usually the way. (laughs) Right. But then I learned from that, that this is now like I've said in what I wrote, like it's your life's curriculum. You're learning from your experiences. So you can either learn from that experience or you can be resistant and not. You could just stay where you are and stay on that same plane and never move beyond it. So I think the part of my life that I've really grown from is learning to let go of that resistance Mm. and embrace change in a positive way because then you get through it so much quicker. If you, if you're not embracing it, you're, you're stuck. Yeah. So, so true. And really life is not unicorns and lollipops, but when you do walk through the shitty parts, they say as fast as you can come out on the other side. The idea is to come out on the other side. Like you, you can't walk around, you know, the hot coals You have to walk in them, through them, but then, yeah, get walking. Get walking, so get on out to the other side. It's kind of hard to do that, like walking on coals, because you're dealing with like that most extreme pain, and you have to move through it Mm -hmm. and not stay in it. Mm -hmm. Yes, and so many people, I know I could name a few, that have been in it and not moving forward for a long time. Right. And I've met some people where I think, and I don't know this, but I think they actually might, they're just used to that. They're used to being in that place. That's their comfort. Right. And I think I've always been more of a positive mindset person where I'm going to embrace it with, okay, what can I get from this? What can I learn? Right. They're here for a reason. I always know that people come into my life and I say it for a reason, could be a season, but there's something to be learned. And, you know, again, look back on, on our relationship and the relationships we have with everyone in that group. We weren't all together for the entire 10, 12, 14 years that some of us were, but we all, I think, the level of learning it was is still always very important to all of us. And we're always still seeking and still learning. Yes. And I think that growth mindset and that constant learning is what brings you through change quicker. Because if you don't want to learn a new thing, mm-hmm. you're just going to be stuck in that same path. So let's talk about, I love how you break it all down. I'm a sucker for that too. So P is... What do you have? So it's purpose purpose. and positivity. Mm. And the purpose part of it doesn't necessarily mean your purpose being your career or your family or what it's more of an overreaching feeling of Mm -hmm. what drives your life. So what do you want your life to be and what is the most important thing for you? So What I learned from the pandemic was that I could say no to more things in my life Mm. than I did before. Easily? 
That was no, not easily. Oh, so no, but I I realized that what my purpose was was my family, of course, mm-hmm. and also my creativity. And sometimes things will distract me from those purposes where I will say yes to something that does not serve that purpose. Mm -hmm. So I did learn to say no very nicely. Because it's hard for you. It's very hard for you to say no. So a people pleaser? Is that what I'm looking at? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh (laughs) But I've I've grown from, okay, I can say no nicely. Yes. No, that's not going to work for me. And (laughs) my friend sent me an Instagram post from Gabby Bernstein, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite authors. And she was talking about how to say no nicely. Mm -hmm. It was hysterical. And I was like, that's exactly what you have to do. Like, you can't say yes to everything because if it's not, it's, it might just be, yes, you're helping that other person, but which is a great thing. And I do love to help other people, but I also have to learn my own boundaries of when I can say no, Mm -hmm. that does not Someone said, no, that does not bring me joy. That was my friend. And I laughed. <laughs> I was like, that is perfect. That does not bring me joy. Okay. Right. And I actually do have a theme every year around my birthday. I think of my theme for the year. One year it was saying yes to things that I was at, mm-hmm. that were outside of my comfort zone. Uh-huh. So the year of yes. Year yeah. of yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I did things that I didn't think I would be able to do. And I really had such a blast doing it. And this is my year of no, that does not bring me joy. (laughs) You know what though? They're both equally important. They really are as far as, as you said, you know, with your boundaries and we all have the same 24 hours in the day and, and we get into, we get caught up to wanting to help someone and then when it doesn't really honestly come from a place of love, because you say yes so quickly, and then right. that that disrupts a couple of your plans, and then, you know, the kids are mad at you, and what just happened there? All because you said right. yes. Well, that goes into your intention. Mm. So what is your intention in doing that service for others? Or what is your intention in creating an artwork mm-hmm. or your intention in doing this podcast? Are you doing this out of your spirit or are you doing it out of ego? Mm-hmm. And I've done both. Sure. Definitely. And ego is a great motivator for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but it's a very negative, not fulfilling energy. Right. It's not, you're not, if you, it's, it's not fleeting. your best friend. It's no. yes, it is very fleeting. So I like to help people out of spirit and not out of ego. And I think that doing the same for yourself Mm -hmm. is setting that intention. Like, what are you going to do? And I did write your thoughts and your action equal your intention. So it's both of those things together. Mm -hmm. So if you're entering into an activity and your thoughts are not positive, neither will your action be. So they go hand in hand. Right. Okay. And then that brings us to, we're on to vision. Vision. So vision, vision I think of, so I love to look up definitions of a word. 
because it really, it always sparks my writing. Mm -hmm. So vision is the ability to think or plan the future with imagination and wisdom. Mm. Wow. So yeah, that one is really powerful because you're combining imagination and creativity with the knowledge that you already have. Right. So that is very powerful. And I know we've done vision boards before. We've done vision boards for many, many, many years. I still have them. And isn't it so crazy when you do look back on something and you're you're like, oh, yeah, uh uh-huh, got that, got that. I had and still use an intention box and I have a very dedicated special box. And it's not every day. It's not every week. But I get when I get really focused and and I'll, you know, this is what I want. I see I write it in the present tense and I recently came across it. And it's so interesting how many of those things happened. And at the time I wrote them, they were, oh, my goodness, the furthest thing from anything ever producing. Yeah. But you've put it into your subconscious and you've put it out into the universe. And then when you combine those two things Mm -hmm. and you have purpose and you have your intention behind it being positive, it tends to happen quicker. So, so crazy. And I still, like I say, it's my very special red dedicated intention box that, yeah. So the crazy thing is that when we did vision boards, yeah. it seemed like totally, this is a normal thing to do. Sure. And I've talked about it with people and they're like, well, what's a vision board? And I'm like, wow. Okay. Trying to describe what it is, mm-hmm. but a vision doesn't have to be, you know, cutouts from a magazine Correct. put on a poster board. It could be a letter written to yourself, a letter written to a friend right. in the present tense and or a letter written also to your future self. Right. Yeah. I've done that. I've done yeah. that. Yes. Yes. And it's amazing when you look when back you look on back. it and you're like, yeah. wow, that all did happen. Right. And so it's all things we've been doing for years. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Oprah talks about it and mm-hmm. Gabby Bernstein talks about it. Sure. But to do it actually in your own life, it's very powerful. So I don't keep my vision boards out. I, I don't, don't. Yeah. I've done it. It's in my subconscious. Mm-hmm. I've put it out there. I've kind mm-hmm. of let it go. I mm-hmm. think that's the other, that's the also lack of resistance. You kind of just say, okay, that's I'm letting it go. Right. Right. Because the more you try to control something, the less <laughs> oh, you do. That never quite works out well. <laughs> right. But that's taken how many years to figure that one out? Long, much longer for me, my friend. <laughs> much, much longer for me. Okay. Uh. And this is some, so this is what I also thought of as for vision. I mm. said, is your vision concrete or is it fluid? So something that's concrete, Pretty you're solid. expecting that exact thing to happen in your life. If it's fluid and you just say, I would like a joyful year and let it go with that, you're going to have more joy happen in your life because you're not attaching a certain outcome Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. what you've just said. So also back again to that least resistance, Mm -hmm. like the path of least resistance is, I think for me, has always been just the way to go. Okay. O is for? Oh, options. options. So I 
wrote up, I read a, a definition <laughs> again. That's and this one, <laughs> this one was amazing because I do not watch football. I don't. So this came up as a definition. The option to run, pass, hand off, or lateral. I don't even know what lateral means. I do. Okay. <laughs> don't know what it means. I do. I know football. But... Yeah. When I thought about it, I was the like, option oh, yeah. it's your options. And you have a whole view of the field mm. and it's a big view. And then you can see what are the different choices that I can make in my life as opposed to going down that straight path and heading straight down the middle. The only way you know. Right. right. And wow. that's not the way, to, like the way to go is to know there are options out there mm. and that you don't have to know what they are. Mm-hmm. They can be just out there and they will appear. So so basically it's take the time. I'll say I'm just envisioning right now the quarterback when he does, you know, have the ball step back to look at the landscape. Right. And to know what that there are different options. So mm-hmm. when I was when I was given this life change. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this was an option, and I did not think this fit into my plan at all. Uh-huh. A little control. It was <laughs> so much control, so much resistance. It was total negativity, which was not me, which is probably why people were like, oh, you'll be great, you'll be fine, because they're not used to me reacting in right. that negative And you were way. in that space. It, it took you a little while. Yeah. I've had it happen a couple of times where I've been so negative that it was yeah. people didn't know how to handle me. Right. Cause that's, that's <laughs> not the Rima they know. No. Yeah. And it wasn't the yeah. person I knew either. Correct. And I did, yeah. I wasn't happy yeah. with it, but I didn't know how to get beyond that right. Right. part of my life. So the more options I had to handle it with positivity and to just say, okay, this is it. I'm going to deal with it and we'll see what happens. The more I did that, the better the outcome was. And I have to say, I'm very happy with where I am in my life right now. So then that leads us to T is for? Timing. (laughs) And then I also wrote trust because I think those two go hand in hand. So I was listening to NPR on my way to work and someone said something which I found very just, I love it when people rhyme words. Mm. So sit with it for a bit, which to me, I thought, Mm. hmm, I don't remember what they were discussing, but I wrote it down immediately. And I thought, instead of rushing everything and trying to be on a certain timeline, Mm -hmm. you're just sit for a minute Mm -hmm. and think or sit for a month and just Just marinate a minute. Yeah. Don't rush what's happening because you have no control over the timing or how it will appear in your life. Mm -hmm. So again, going back to resistance, do you force things to happen in your life or do they happen naturally and organically? So I think that really spoke to How do you become aware of resistance? Because I think sometimes a lot of people, we live, I'll say unconsciously, you know, it's just so robotic. It's just, you wake up, 
you go to work, you come home, it's lather, rinse, repeat. And it's literally that. And it's your habit. It's what right. you, it's almost like you have to retrain your brain to think differently, to not continually do the same thing. Because if it's not bringing you a positive result, why do you keep doing it? Right. So, but then you need to be willing to change and you need to be willing to implement things in your life that will cause you not to do that same thing over and over again. And it's hard because you're used to doing things a certain way. So when we did the pandemic and the shutdown Mm -hmm. and it was hard to sit home and be nervous Mm -hmm. and not know what's going on and not know what the future brings and to be nervous to get a package on your doorstep because there could be germs on it. Like that was the, but when we moved past that, and then I've always been a very self-seeking kind of like want to know more about myself and want to know more about spirituality. And the more I thought about it, Mm -hmm. the more I was able to say, oh, well, we were doing all these things that we really didn't want to do. Right. Oh, oh, and a thousand percent. But why were we doing them? Because everyone else was doing them? Yeah. And, you know, like it's, I think that goes back to thinking, what is your intention? Why are you doing these things? Mm-hmm. Are you doing it because it makes you happy? Or are you doing it because somebody else, someone else is happy? Right. Or right. because you think this is what everyone expects of you? Right. So it's a lot of, I mean, literally soul-searching questions. And when you keep the word pivot in mind with with all of the breakdowns, it really lets you question the the intention. What's the thought behind that? And again, the ability to change it. Right. Because the definition of pivot you write here is the ability to stop assess, and change if the situation requires it. I like that a lot. I like, especially in this time that we're living where, you know, we hear a lot of words and cliches, one of which is the new normal. Right. And, and, And I'm not really, I've used the word before, definitely guilty of that, but yet, and I don't know if it's the word normal that bothers me. You know, well, I think there is no normal. Right. I don't, I'm not a big subscriber to that right. word because everyone's different. Mm-hmm. And your normal mm-hmm. is different than my normal. Right. But it always has been. Correct. And do we really want our life to be normal? Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember once being told I was average and I thought, well, that's <laughs> insulting. <laughs> wow. I know. In high school, well, you're average. And I was like, that's insulting. Uh, and wrong. That's, and it's like, wrong, number one. Right. Like, like, why? Because I got an 85 on something and that's average? Like, that's not nice. So I remember being offended by that and thinking, I don't want to be average mm-hmm. and I don't want to be normal. Yeah. Yeah. And I've tried to instill that in my own children. Sure. And I try to instill that in at work where I do things differently. And as an artist, you do things differently and you approach things differently than other people do. Mm -hmm. And I'm allowed to because I'm an artist. Mm -hmm. And that's if other people do it, 
it might be strange, but I'm allowed to. Right. Oh, okay. Oh, she's, right? like, she's a little quirky. Right. She's a little creative. Oh, look That's at that the outfit. Yeah. <laughs> look at that. Yeah. yeah. Look at what you pulled together. Right. Yeah. So I think to the new normal, and I know I've heard it in advertisements and I'm thinking, it's not, but maybe it's okay. Maybe if we all embrace the fact that we don't have to be normal mm-hmm. and that what we were doing before wasn't, mm-hmm. it was just what we were used to doing. So as usual with us, we can kind of keep talking and talking. So we just touched on the new normal and why be normal, why be average. So again, is it mostly a lot of intention to be yourself, be independent, be like, you know what, this is me, you know, just, this is what you're going to get. Not the version that other people, Judgy McJudgers, right. perhaps can, <laughs> can vote on and be like, yeah, no, I really think Rima should be in this box over here. Right. Instead, she's in the circle over there. What's happening? Right. What's, I'm okay what's happening? with people saying whatever they would like to say mm-hmm. and if they need to put me in a box, then that's okay too, mm-hmm. if that makes you happy. But I'm not going to do that. So I think I remember when we were in class together and mm-hmm. we were talking about authenticity. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that really pushed my buttons yes. and I didn't like it. And I felt like the word authenticity at that time meant something different than what it means to me now. Okay. And I think... Back then, it was someone telling someone what they should do. Right. If I was going to be authentic, (laughs) then I would say blah, blah, blah. And that really rubbed me the wrong way because I thought, I don't think that's what the word means. I don't know what it means yet, but that's not what it means to me. Okay. And the more I thought about this and the more, and I think it really goes to your purpose, your intention, your vision is who is your authentic you? Like, what are you really? Not what are you to your children? What are Correct. you to your husband? What label, are you at work? Right. It is who you are in your core being, not what everyone thinks you are. So during the pandemic, I was working with a life coach mm-hmm. and She's a great friend of mine and she's incredible. And she helped me to really break down my goals into like set mm-hmm. like a time frame and I'm going to do this. I'm deadlines. Do that. Yeah. And I'm, I love I'm deadlines. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I know you don't I like know. deadlines. I'm... I love them. <laughs> They're very hard. They motivate me. <laughs> yes, they do. They do motivate. Yeah. But I thought, okay, so why am I doing these things that I'm doing? And it's because. I want to share my work with people. Yeah. I want to share what I've learned. Mm -hmm. And I want to share this with adults. I want to share it with children. I want children to know that they can be who they are. Very important. That Mm -hmm. they are doing things with a great intention and a purpose. And that they learn how to learn about themselves. Because I think... It's taken us a long time to Correct. learn about ourselves. It's Correct. taken me most of my adult life to... Still not done. No, I'm still, still yeah. going. You know, we're still, yeah. But I think if we peel away those layers, right. we will learn more about ourselves and have a more purpose-driven life and not a life that's driven by outside forces. Yeah, a little, well, 
So basically, we almost want to get to become the Teslas of our lives and just... <laughs> right, streamline. Yes. <laughs> or in my case, the Lucids. That's going to be my electric car, the Lucid. Hopefully they're listening. Maybe they'd want to sponsor. <laughs> I'm open. So we did all of this pivot and I, we really said that you were, yes, this artist, but also an author. Yes. So I've been Please. writing um, children's books mm-hmm. about social emotional learning. Mm-hmm. So, and it's all based on birds mm-hmm. and crows are some of my favorites, such a deep and mysterious animal. And I've written a series of books that are really teaching children how to have a social language, mm-hmm. an emotional language for themselves right. to be able to describe feelings and to be able to work through difficult Hard times. parts of their mm-hmm. lives, but also to give them a foundation so that they can express their feelings and know what their feelings are, which I see now that a lot of children don't know how to express mm. themselves. They don't know how to describe what they're feeling. Right. And a lot of adults don't know how to do that either. Sure. So I feel like that will give children a great foundation to grow. It's a little platform to start the conversation. Right. What are the names? A series of books? Um, the crows are named Adelaide and Emerson. Oh, so the adventures of? Yes. Oh, yeah. how much fun. Yeah. And, and hopefully they, being published soon. I hope so. Okay. Yes, I have. Um, I have a website that has all of their adventures okay so placed we'll, prominently where we're gonna find that where at remapotter.com remapotter.com and then any social platforms are you on insta or i am on instagram also remapotter and remapotter photography and remapotter photography because again she's also a great uh, part of her artistry is uh, the, just what she sees with her eye the magical the magical and mystical Rima Potter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. Thank you, Stephanie. I love the pivot. It's just, oh my God, we talked about it. We talked about it and then you broke it down. Just so, so great. So listen, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple, on Spotify, anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. And um, again, thank you. I'm really appreciating everybody's feedback and everybody's support in this little journey that we're taking. It has been a blast. It continues to be a blast. If there's more topics you want to hear about, go to the website, joyfoundhere.com and leave some comments and we will definitely work on bringing you guys what you'd like to hear. Until next time, just be good. Be good, be kind and smile. It makes it a little easier. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this. Oh,